Bro, you know, today I, I went, because, you know, we, we, you're in San Francisco, so you when we record, it's morning for you, but it's afternoon for me. So in the morning, I try to do a little thing, you know, to get me, like, you know, flowing, get the blood going, you know, get the oxygen, filling all the red cells and the blood, in, you know, the white cells. No, I don't, not that, not, not, not that type of uh, blood flow. Oh, you don't and, play dice in the morning? With my homeboys, yeah. Nice. <laughs> with the homeboys. <laughs> so, you know, in Madrid, there's this, there's this place called Madrid Rio, which is like the river that goes through the middle of Madrid. A lot of cities in Europe will have that, right? Like a, a river that runs through it, because back in the day, you kind of just settled around a river so you could have water and not die. So, <laughs> so you know, you go, we, we got our bicycles, and we started, you know, me and my girlfriend riding around the river and it's really nice you have you've been there you know you have different places to drink and and have fun and just be in nature but also in the urban area it's, it's very beautiful you know if you want to bond with your partner and i say partner because we support any type of partnership really that involves you know liquid exchange and and uh whispering in the ears but talking about fluid exchange, we were drinking, right? Like having a beer, just like at a little bar, enjoying the wind, you know, the breeze. And there's some people like in a bench, not, not a bench that's like off, like to the side. No, like the bench that's right in the walkway where everybody's walking with their kids and with their bicycles and shit. And there's two guys, like a guy, a guy and a girl, I would say like 20-something-year-old. And the girl is on top of the guy with her legs around him and they're just making out like heavy and then they're doing like almost like movement you know and it was i mean in in europe it is a lot more common than in the u.s to see people like in parks getting very <laughs> very touchy frisky. yeah getting frisky <laughs> i think in the u.s you don't see that in europe no. they're a little more open with that you know but PDA. these ones what pda was that public Indecency, public uh, decency act. <laughs> Fuck! Now I forget. Um, this public display of affection—that's not allowed. That shouldn't be allowed. I mean, like thank a, you a, to the to the people in the back. <laughs> Damn! The production company even got like coffee people. Like that—that's crazy. The Broski Doodles is is going to play. Is going places. So I don't know. I wanted to ask you, like, what the fuck is up with these people, man? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Holding hands, cool. Uh, giving a little kiss, cool. You're walking with your grandma. You give her a kiss in the in the head, <laughs> in the top of the head. Yeah, that's it's, cool. It's great. It's great. It's but... like, hey, grandma, I appreciate you. Hurry the fuck up. <laughs> but I don't know how I feel about making out and. Fucking the leg out of someone, you know, and it's, like just getting very frisky. Because I don't, yeah, I don't like if you're holding and you give like a little kiss. Like I'm like, okay, you know, love is in the air. You know, it's fucking, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's spring. You know, the flowers, all the leaves of all the leaves of. <laughs> no, that's in the fall. But it's just nice. It's pretty. I get it. Like a little kiss, show your love, show your affection, show you care. I mean, do that. I mean, if you want to do something, but don't dry hump each other in front of children. Am I sounding you're, like an old person sounding, or am I reasonable? You're sounding like a boomer. I I'm think a boomer, you're God damn it. I think you and I are, re are thinking this is reasonable, but for the new people, for the new age, 
this like, might be a little that. boomer. Yeah, we record I mean, porn in Central Park. Let's go. You know, you know what's uh, what's funny there. They at the restaurant. Um, there was a couple. I have many stories, but th there, there's this one that's a couple, and they were eating and like making out with each other in the restaurant. And I'm like, dude, come on, you're in a fucking restaurant. So you're in a restaurant, you're in front of, you know, hundreds of people. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? You, they were like getting hensies, you know, underneath a table. And like, she was like all over him and he was all over her. And, and the worst part is that I could see it from the kitchen. So I, for a second, I'm like, <laughs> I could see they're gonna <laughs> I, for a second, I'm like, damn, they're going to fuck tonight. Ten seconds later, I'm like. Damn, this is fucking disgusting. It's yeah, it's happening right in front of me. That's crazy. and I, I don't know. Again, holding hands, a little, a little kissy here, but no, I don't, I don't know. Like the making out and sharing the saliva in front of people. Like, it's, even it's though the people that might listen to the podcast, they're weird fucks, and that's yeah. cool. You know, I mean, we are too. That's great. I, I, I think of them as decent people. That wouldn't be into public, yeah, show of affection. I don't like that. I think that's riffraff. <laughs> riffraff. Straight up, I don't like that. I once saw it at a Popeye's. Popeye's <laughs> chicken in Spain. And they were just make. I mean, I, I do got to give a little credit. The Popeye's in Spain is a little less riffraff. I don't know if that's like a bad thing to say. Mm. I'm not saying it's not delicious. Mm. But it does have a certain class in, in, in the pyramid, you know, like Chick-fil-A. That's bougie. Chick-fil-A is bougie? Oh, bougie yeah, is good, like, right? Bougie is good. Bougie is expensive, luxurious. Expensive. Yeah, like Chick-fil-A, that's straight up white privilege. right? <laughs> <laughs> Chick-fil-A is, you know, they don't like the gays. Like they are <laughs> on the top of the cusp. You know, these motherfuckers like hard work. Damn, now that I think about it, we have a Chick-fil-A here in San Francisco and you never they go? don't open. They, they don't, don't open, open it. Like, yeah. on Sundays, no, no, at they, all times. <laughs> they hate the gays. Yeah, they don't want any gays going. <laughs> but they just put the store and left it there closed so that people knew <laughs> to send the message. Like, look, this is what could have been open, but you <laughs> fucked it up <laughs> with your little marches and shit. <laughs> Oh shit! But yeah, I mean, I think that I think there's a point. Like, there's a point where you have to think about your surroundings, right? Right. You have to be like, all right, we're in the beach. There's a lot of people. We can't be fucking here. Also, it's not comfortable. Yeah, it is. So, you know, get a room. There's a like, hotel like, down say, the road. Like, let's Probably. say you're in the beach and you're going to like the, a little deeper in the water, and she wraps. Now that's. That's different. That's, that's different, international right? she, waters. That's international waters. That's straight up. Like I, I wasn't even clear as to why that was okay, but that's because of the law. Yeah. Like it's yeah. <laughs> once you're once the water is up to your waist, that's international waters. Right, that's right, different right. Different shit. You, you, at that depth, you can kill a bitch. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> nothing's gonna happen. You cruise. Hey, for real though, if you go on a cruise, like people only talk about the happy stories. Yeah, yeah. In a cruise, some shit could happen, and the law doesn't really apply. That's pirate law. <laughs> pirate law. I mean, I'm not against that. <laughs> I'm not against that. <laughs> All right, well, that gives you a little introduction as to who Chef Maurice is. 
And today is the 200th episode of the Broski Doodles podcast. And there's no better way to celebrate that than with new official member of the Broski Doodles podcast, Chef Maurice, has just signed Damn. an exclusivity four-year deal with the Broski Doodles. God damn it. We got it. Four years, $100 million. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to say the number because then the, you might... No, 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 let's say it. Let's say it. People it's need a, to know. Yeah, so Joe Rogan with Spotify, fuck that. <laughs> Chef Maurice. I mean, it is an exclusivity deal, but it is $100 million. It's an exclusive deal just to talk, you know, us. I and can't me, go anywhere else. I can't go in another yeah, he can. podcast. I mean, he, he does do another podcast uh, in Spanish, which is part of the network. So that's cool. And that's where, you know, Chef Maurice got, got his start in the, in the media business, right? People love him there. <laughs> and, and a few months back, I saw, I saw Forward. I was like, look, this guy's good, but he doesn't know English. How the fuck do we get him? <laughs> well, so it's, it, it's we good because <laughs> yeah. part of my, my deal was the ESO classes. So, ESO you know, classes I'm, for people that, know, that don't know what it is in Florida. It was a program that they did for mentally challenged kids to learn English. And that's when me and Chef Maurice got our start. That's why we have this little Caribbean accent, Miami accent. It's sexy. And I know, I mean, did, did we get a, a lot of girls back in the day because of our accent? No, but we should have. <laughs> if you think about well, it. Um, I know the mother of my child. It's somewhere in the house. Right? I okay. got to be careful with what I say. But since the, I moved the, the to The mother of your, of, your, of your child... I mean, you can't just say the baby mom, your baby mama. The baby I mean, mama, yeah. yeah. Um, but since I moved to San Francisco, there's a lot more white people. And those motherfuckers love the accent. Mm. They're fucking down for the accent. That's true, right? Because in Miami, we had the accent, but everybody has the accent. Yeah. But when you're yeah. in San Fran, that's, that, that's how people that are in the business call it San Fran. Now there, you got a lot more white people, a lot of Asian community. So they see your accent. They're like, damn. And they're like, damn. That's hot. That shit, I want to I, I wanna fuego. put that thing inside me. The accent, yeah. I mean, like the, the accent. accent. Like yeah, if you yeah, could yeah. objectify the accent into an object and then you can shove that shit, you know, <laughs> it would be like a good experience. Yeah. Uh, I've had people saying that they love the accent. Hmm. I really want to know for the people That's that listen that. to us, right? I mean, they've been listening to my accent for a minute. <laughs> well, first of all, I want, I want to know what do you guys think about the new membership? I mean, maybe a bunch of people will come and like, yo, get, get this motherfucker out. <laughs> I listen to the people. I mean, but this I'll, is a dictatorship. I mean, I already, you know, send the money transfer. So, I, I mean, we got we stuck with it for four years. Exclusivity deal. But I also want to know, what do people think about this accent? Is it sexy or is it like, hey, bro, go to fucking class. Learn how to speak. <laughs> go back to your fucking yeah, country. Yeah, go back to your... Where the fuck is it that you're from? Venezuela. Minnesota. What the Minnesota. fuck is that? Um, yeah, the, the, the people here, the whites, as we like to call them. Uh, not you. Us. No. You mean people in, like you that live in San Francisco? Yes, Okay. Um, they're like... I love the way you say Miami because it's like very, and then you know the like the little salsa music just the Miami the Caribbean in you just sounds so sexy. Did you know Gloria Stefan? 
I think I we I think we've talked about this before, but I think people's perception of Miami it's very it's very, it's very different, weird right? and very different because yeah. when we lived there we saw it as you know the place where we lived right but the the people outside of Florida they're like damn Miami's so cool right the parties the beach the bitches uh the drugs they they This is stuff that comes up every time I, you know, I tell them that I'm from Miami. Oh my God, Miami's so cool. Uh, but they never mention anything other than what I just said: the beaches, the girls. Right. It's very like stereotypical. Yeah, right? I think that's the way. As uh, that's the same as we think about Colombians. They all do drugs. You mean like you and you and your yeah, yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't, yeah, I don't think people. So. My love to my Colombian homies that listen to the podcast. Um, Chef Maurice, again, this is his first day, so he's getting accustomed yeah, yeah, yeah. to how the rhythm goes, how how we speak, and there's a, a few non-disclosure agreements that he still needs to sign. Okay, perfect. Well, I wanted to take uh, a little time for people, you know, that are, are listening to the podcast today. It's a 200 episode. It's it's 200 episodes. You know, we started this right after the right when the pandemic started and it's been nonstop. Now we have a new member just for the people that have been listening to the podcast, DJ BJ and Adrian. I mean, they're part of the podcast. Uh, they're, they're still with us. I mean, in the realm of life, <laughs> but also in the podcast, uh, I just want to clarify. They, you know, they, they did also, not die. They, they did not, not die. die. They have a lot of things that they, you know, in their own personal lives. And obviously that's for them to disclose if they wish, but nothing crazy, just, you know, life stuff. Some, some people have kids, some people have other shit, but they'll still be joining every once in a while. You will see them on the podcast with me and Chef Maurice, and they'll always be brusque doodles. It's just that we, we needed to have the podcast evolve and have a lot more episodes for you guys. So we had to do this multi-million dollar uh, offer before Spotify took Chef Maurice from us. <laughs> so... <laughs> So that, that's I what's happening. I couldn't say no to you because it was between you, Rogan, and a couple of dumbasses. And obviously, you got a lot more with them, but the essence is different here, right? It's like it's like a home. I think I think it's because you're home Oof. because we've known each other for so long. And that's the so. type of shit that that tingles that little meat, be, you know, between your asshole and your and your penis. <laughs> that's the type of shit that gets me going, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's a 200 episode. I have been trying to not, you know, really spark it in the episode because then, you know, but today's just a day that I think merits it. And I have this little sippo and I just feel like a gangster with it. Do you have a sippo yourself? I don't have a sippo. I, I, I don't. I have would the, you like one? Like, would you use it or are you just on the vaping thing? I would use it. But only if, if we put the logo of the Brusky Doodles in it. Okay. All I'm, right. I would be so down for that. Also, I bought a... Have you seen... I don't know if you've seen the electric lighters. The one that you push upon and it's like electricity coming out and then it lights... Damn. ...stuff. Is that like the new Tesla lighter? <laughs> I mean, it could be. You okay. just have to charge it and never... It will never run out of gas. So... <laughs> and it has its own Twitter. It, <laughs> It makes the stock go up and down. Anyways, yes, Sipo with a Brusque Doodles logo in it. Think about it. 
and you, you have see, a first first episode i'm already bringing ideas no 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 i know uh, with, uh, bro demand ready shit. to go man <laughs> no no i like it i like it um okay no i'm saying but you would use it like there's things that you would light up there's things that you need to light up every once in a while yeah, like the the kitchen, the kitchen, uh, the, the range, yeah, right. the range, like a cake and for birthdays, birthday cakes, right? Uh, what else? Fireworks for Fourth of July. Fire Fourth of July is coming up, so yes. Do you do what that? Else? No, you don't. You don't celebrate Fourth of July, you piece of shit. Are you a terrorist, you motherfucker? <laughs> what do you mean you I don't mean, celebrate Fourth of July? What? Well, no, because I work in a restaurant that usually opens on Fourth of July. But oh, okay. what does? What does um, celebrating Fourth of July entail? Getting drunk, seeing fireworks, eating yeah. hamburgers. I mean, you're you're downplaying it in a very disrespectful way, but yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Pool parties, boat party. I mean, what the fuck? What what the fuck is freedom? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know anymore. What, what well, are we you, celebrating? I mean, I understand you don't know what freedom is, given that you live in California, so <laughs> you have you have very few of them left. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You have the homeless right outside your door. <laughs> Did you? Uh, um, sorry, 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 sorry. No, that's cool. That's cool. So, well, I, I just wanted to let people know because obviously, you know, they know DJ BJ, they know Adrian, you know, they're part of the crew, and now they see a new member. They might see like a foreigner, right? <laughs> they see you with the LA Dodgers. They're like, are you, are you like, you know, are you part of some color shit? Like, what, what was going on? Like, so I kind of wanted to let people know who you are, you know. Your Chef Maurice is a very intriguing name. You've been in the podcast before. You've been in the Prosecutor's podcast. We talked about food. We talked about Michelin stars. Uh, but tell people a little bit of what it is that you do and, and, and what motivates you in the morning. What inspires you? What makes that little <laughs> space between the, the anus and the penis tickle? It's, this is like an icebreaker deal, right? You, you want me to like introduce myself like first day of school hi right. my name is mauricio and right uh i'm 34 years old tell us a little about uh, yourself tell us a little about yourself <laughs> i was born in caracas venezuela um uh my passion is food and anyway <laughs> yes um that's what i do i i do food and I, I chef around sometimes. I play with food. I like to do that. I didn't think I was going to do this when I was a youngster. Um, let's see. I work long hours. <laughs> so the, the, the time that I'm not spending in the restaurant, I'm spending here with you, which is great. I enjoy it. And your um, family and your son. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. That too. But... Okay, about right. important things. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I mean, people, people are ha now happy. I mean, now they have the br the, the with Chef Maurice, but also we have El Posca de Kiko, which is the Spanish one. So if you're like, for example, trying to learn Spanish, we always, I mean, we got people in Singapore that are learning Spanish through our podcast. I think uh, what you're saying has become true because we have a, a dude that listens or, or a female dude that listens to us from some weird part in Oregon. That's true. So we don't know if he's Latino, if he's Asian, if he's white, whatever you are, and you're trying to learn Spanish. That's the way. Uh, Quick question. Has go. living in California for all these years giving you an accent like you're from Ohio, like you're a, like you're a 45 year old white woman from Ohio? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think so. But <laughs> okay. sometimes I get like the hella. 
the hell? Hella is like Hella is very very San Francisco Nor oh, Norca okay. Norca um, Norca. Okay, okay. So um, sometimes you get that stuck on you. Yeah, and I say dude a lot more than I mm. used to, and I thought dude was like a very '80s word. Okay, but now everybody says dude here, so I got. Oh, really? It's coming back. Yeah, everybody says that shit. So and I'm like, I, and I almost feel like San Francisco's gotta be like the. Have you heard of the phrase "the canary in the coal in the gold mine"? In the yeah, in the gold mine, in the I coal have mine, not. the canary in the coal mine. Pretty much miners, and by this I mean people that like break rocks, not like little kids. <laughs> miners, when they go into like coal mines at the bottom, there's places where if you go deep enough, there's a lot of coal, and that could fuck up the air. And if the air has too much concentration of coal or, or certain chemicals, you can die, right? So what they do is they have a canary in the coal mine at the bottom because if the canary is alive, then that means the air is still good. If the canary <laughs> dies, then that means you need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. So the phrase is used metaphorically to say there's places where things start to happen and then whatever happens in that place then translates to the rest of the country. So, for example, mm. when I say that San Fran is like the canary in the in the coal mine, it's for it's for both negative and positive. So, when you see something negative, like the laws that they have in California that are bringing homelessness and and a bunch of fucked up shit, you can already see okay, that's gonna happen in the rest of the country if you keep going that way. But on the same note, where you're talking about the the language, the lingo, if that's already happening in San Fran, that's gonna carry across the whole country. So you are already in 2030, pretty much. Damn. So they're That's bringing good. back, dude. I love that shit because I'm a dude guy. That's me. Hey, dude. dude. Come on, dude. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Like, I had to change to bro, to other stuff. But I always wanted to keep dude. And I really didn't because I, I kind of felt jaded. And I didn't keep to my principles and my own beliefs. And I, and, and I, and I fucking failed me myself at that time. Well, back then you were in 2023. So look at it as when you were a youngster and you used to use dude a lot more, you were in the future. So right. okay. now you're, like you said, now we're 20, 2030. Let's go eight years or seven years ahead. Okay. So, well, these days I kind of want to just go back in the past so that I, I grow slower. How come? I don't know. Because I, I feel like I'm getting old too quick. Mm. I'm, I'm still young, but I'm not like, fuck, I'm almost 40. And I'm not saying for people that are 40, that's old. No, that's not old. But that is kind of like half of your life. Well, if you're lucky. <laughs> or you can be almost gone, dude. Or you could be gone. <laughs> you can be I mean, that's just Tommy a couple from the Power Rangers, you know. <laughs> but, uh, okay, Chef Maurice, quick thing. So you become a guy that does food. Your passion is food. You work at a... I mean, I know you're very humble, but... You're somebody that has patents for food. You've worked in Michelin star restaurants. You're trying to make your restaurant be a Michelin star now. You're a sous chef at a very, very high class uh, restaurant in San Francisco. And you really fucking done a lot in your career as a chef. You learned chefing back in the day when, when it was a little more old school. You know, the days of Anthony Bourdain's, you know, who follows our show and we love but before all that, you had dreams of becoming a journalist, specifically a sports journalist. I remember you used to have a thing where like, I want to write articles about like sports shit, right? And, and I think that kind of plays out now with the podcast because it's sort of media. You like that shit. 
But when was the day or when what do you remember there was a specific time or moment when you were like maybe you were cutting an onion and your dick got hard and you're like, damn, <laughs> this is what I, I really want to like cause emotions in people's mouth. Wow. You put it in a, okay, okay. You put it in another way that I didn't think about. Um, I like putting things in people's mouth and they having a mouth orgasm. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, I don't know. Uh, so I grew up in a, my mom always cooked. She, there was a portion of her life that she owned a restaurant and she always said, this is tough. Like she didn't work in the kitchen. She was just the owner. She manager. I don't know. She's like, it's a, it's a tough environment. It's tough people. You know, you're going to miss birthdays. You're going to miss, you know, Christmas. You're going to miss, you know, whatever. And the hours are long. It's tedious. And, and I was, I was always turned off by that. I'm like, damn, I don't want to miss Kiko's birthday. Fuck that. He's my boy. I don't want to miss that shit. Um, but there was a day where I was like, damn, I need the dough. <laughs> I need that bread. I need to bring that bread home. Right. Literally and figuratively. Oh, shit. So I was like, you know, uh, let me give it a chance. Let me, let me try. And my family was very supportive about it. She, my mom's like, yeah, do it. Just remember, you're gonna miss Kiko's birthday next year. Like, yeah. uh, what you talking you about? The decision to join culinary school? Yeah, because uh, I was going to college and I had like other jobs that I did not enjoy, and I always wanted to try working in a kitchen, working with my hands, working, getting dirty. Okay. In the kitchen, and um, yeah, I gave it a chance. I gave it a, a try. You went to Cordon Blue Culinary School, which I think went bankrupt. Um, did you, because this is what I think, a lot of times when you go to college, right, you, you see a lot of classes and a lot of stuff that doesn't really relate to the shit that you're going to be graduating from and could be redundant and almost useless, right? When you went to culinary school, did you feel that this was a little bit of a different experience where it was more you know, hands-on, and you actually learn the type of shit that you really needed and a lot less of, like, bullshit that you didn't need? Or do you or do you also think there you have classes where you're like, hey, this is a little bit stupid? So do you remember in, in high school or in middle school when, when they had us who didn't speak English in a separate room? Right. Segregation. Se- <laughs> segregation, indeed. And and you were taught we, just we were in a closet. <laughs> we were Literally. we were in a room with no windows. With no windows. And that's where they where they kept the fucking refugees. <laughs> People you with go, no papers. You go at in all. there, you English speaking less piece of shit. <laughs> and we were grateful to have that little yeah, closet. Yeah. I mean look where we are now. I mean look at uh, us today, you know. <laughs> So, so they had that for like non-Spanish or non-English speakers, but they also had the special ed classes, you know, where right. for people. We're who almost there. Of- <laughs> so culinary school is more like the special ed classes for people who doesn't know how to hold a knife, who has never peeled a potato in their life, um, who has never, I don't know, fried an egg, who basically burns water. So 
that's how I felt when I was there. I'm like, I didn't need to come to culinary school to learn all this stuff because I knew it or I knew how to. But one thing I did see was like, they taught you about discipline and they taught you about being ready for service or uh, asking for help if you need it and stuff like that. I, the, after the first semester, I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here, but I don't want to quit this and not finish my diploma and like say, you know, I, I'm a quitter. I don't, I, I'm not a quitter. So I finished that shit up. I stayed basically because of the contacts that I, I generated. Yeah, yeah I, found, I found people who got me into this very good restaurant in Miami. And eventually that was my segue to going to live in Spain and going to Michelin star restaurants and, and working there. Mm. So, yes, I was at the special ed classes, but I graduated and, in, in, you know, go by going into this okay. Michelin star restaurant. So like uh, at the end of the day, you, you feel like the stuff that you learned there, you kind of already knew. And you I mean, I'm guessing that there would have been a few stuff that you did learn. Right, but really right. what helped you was know the right people so that you can get connected and do the internships in the right restaurant so I think that you could grow. I think it also helps that um, you're paying, paying a lot of money for books that will basically show you recipes that you can follow at home. That's And this the good thing about working in a kitchen is that you don't need to go to school. You can learn this the discipline in... The restaurant mm. in a restaurant would you any say most of the chef that you've worked with don't know how to read <laughs> well i don't know how to do math so okay. that's a good yeah that's a start okay. um sometimes i have to do recipes and uh, multiply it divide it and okay. square root and then it comes fucked up sometimes do you think that being a chef is something that could interest people that might not feel right in like a school setting, in an office setting, there might be a little of an outsider. Yes, definitely. They might, they might even be like into Perico or cocaine. <laughs> oh, uh, Perico. I thought it was uh, the egg. Dish. In Venezuela, Anyways. we call Perico if you grab <laughs> eggs <laughs> with tomato and onions. Yeah. yeah. And, right. But also a, a bag of... of uh, <laughs> Why cocaina? All right. We, we got to tell these people about the Perico room. And yeah. Th th no, I mean, this will come eventually. Yeah, eventually. Because I don't, I don't want to give it all to them. No, And then no, be too, too overwhelming. Yeah. But I do uh, want them to know, to, to, to have a taste of like, shit, we need a little more Chef Maurice. Well, he'll be back. He's for four years exclusivity deal, $100 million. <laughs> the, uh, I, I, this is the perfect, this is a perfect setting where you want to be disciplined uh if you you know you if you wanna work with your hands if you wanna you know eat a lot <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna say i, I don't eat i eat good sometimes okay. i don't even eat at home because okay would yeah. you say that but, as a chef one of the privileges that you get is you can grab a bite of every plate you make for sure Okay. And, take and you kind of have to do yeah. it. Oh, you can take home too. Okay. Right. Those are the privilege, but we keep it between us. Right. Like that, that's more like underground them. rules. Right. Right. 
um, a lot of fuck ups. Fuck right. ups go home. Right. Fuck ups go home. That. Hey, the pizza shouldn't have had jalapenos, but he does. Ah, oh, fuck. But he does, yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? I don't want to throw it in the trash. Fuck. Right. You don't want to so, throw so that. So many away. homeless. Fuck. Yeah, so many homeless people. <laughs> I don't eat, you know. I'll take it home. I mean, if I have to do the sacrifice, yeah. there's a homeless guy on the way to my house where I can. Yeah, give I can it just. To. Or I'm the homeless and I'm just gonna. Right, right. No, I mean, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck that guy. I mean, I'm taking it home. I love pepperoni and jalapeno. Yeah, but this is definitely a. a, a this is a, the the perfect thing to work with hands and get dirty and like be creative and and come up with ideas and. Listen, I've come up with many ideas at the restaurant, and I would say 90% of them get shut down. Okay, ideas for plates? For dishes, yeah, new new dishes. Like, the other day I made a fucking a, a beautiful fish, beautiful sauce. Everybody loved it, and I was told it wasn't, it wasn't Asian enough. It wasn't Asian enough. It wasn't Thai enough. Okay. So it kind of sucks because everybody loved it. My right. boss loved it. Uh, my peers loved it, but it wasn't tight enough. Okay, so would you say sometimes your ideas get shut down, uh, but you don't you don't lose the the essence within you? Like, hey, did I you shut that, it down? But you, but you note it down. Like, I'm gonna keep this for my I fusion think restaurant. Parts. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I all the recipes that I make, I keep. And do you, do you keep them like in a little notebook where you write it down with a pen like Julia Child? <laughs> yes. Or is it I, more like on your phone, like in your iPhone? No, I actually I don't have any recipes on my phone now that I think so about you, it. So do, do you write them down old school? I write them down. Uh, I have it in my notebooks. I have it in papers and then I just put it inside the notebook. and With like a pen or a pencil? Yeah, yeah. Or a marker. Old Sharpie. school style. Old school style. Old school, yeah. No, I don't. I, now that I think about it, I do not have any recipes in my book. To be honest, I think as a chef, it almost like adds to the mystique if you keep your recipes old school style, like in a notebook where you write it yourself. I think that's a cool part of it. Like if you're a chef, I don't know why. I mean, and I might be wrong and I might be judgy. Sometimes I'm a little judgy. <laughs> if you're a chef and you have like a like a folder in your cloud with all your recipes <clears throat> that doesn't sit that's well weird. with me yeah like weird. like you like you know how i know chef maurice is a great chef because he doesn't even know how to set up the camera on his fucking computer <laughs> right like you give him like a simple algebra <laughs> formula he doesn't know what the fuck is happening that's why we have you know People bringing us the coffee and right. they set up this shit for us. So right, we can right. Talk. I mean, when, when, when you have a multi-million dollar network and then, you know, you, you, can, maybe, you can set it all can, up correctly. Can you, can you imagine Shohei Otani getting $400 million, but he doesn't know how to do the most important part of his job. So he doesn't know how to bat. He doesn't mm -hmm. know how to pitch, for example. But he gets $400 million because he got a great deal. Mm -hmm. So that's basically what's happening with us. I don't know right. how to say this shit up, but I got a great deal. Right, but no, I think I think you're wrong. You know how I can compare <laughs> it to Shohei Otani? Shohei, the fact that you don't know how to use a computer is kind of like Shohei Otani not being able to speak English. Mm, well, he it's not important for his game. Right, it's right. not what he gets paid for. Would would it make things easier? Sure. But they're so good at the other stuff that mm -hmm. we're willing to have, 
the rest, you know, be paid right. for by the production. I think I think that's the best uh, the example. Best way to put it? Come, yeah, yeah. Right. He doesn't need to speak English. No, it no. helps. I mean, but, it, it would be nice. Although I like his translator. He's cool too. <laughs> you know that dude? I mean, he he's this he's always a translator. So he, yeah. they're friends. So they have you a know, relationship. You know what's funny? Because when Shohei pitches and the manager comes to like, hey, you're, you're shit, you suck today. The other guy has to come out too. So he needs to translate. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of people on the mound. Right. And then just talking and then they're just focusing on the translator. And he has a lot of pressure because he needs to translate correct. Yeah. yeah like, Can you imagine? He cannot like, fuck up. He cannot fuck <laughs> Can you imagine? He's like, just... Just throw uh, fastballs all the time. That's not I like like like, like type so. of shit because like Shohei Otani sometimes gets the manager coming out like, "Hey, look, I need to take you out," and then they have the little conversation, right? <laughs> and then he, is, is, in your opinion, because I haven't really seen games like that, although I'm following the MLB this year, is Shohei Otani the type of pitcher that like is cool, or, or does he sometimes be like saying some shit to his manager, like, "Hey, bro, I'm not leaving. I'm fucking staying." But I think that that gives you some competitiveness, right? What if, does? If, if Shohei is like, I can get this guy out. Don't take me out. Mm. You know, it shows you that he's he wants to be competitive. Oh, so you think, but maybe you think, you think sometimes the manager even want you to like tell him like, no, fuck I, that. I'm I not think leaving. so. Yeah, I think so. They're like, I want to see some. I want to see the fire in you. I want to see you. There's this, this guy, I've been watching a lot of like videos in YouTube where like they explain the, the, the stories and the history of different pitchers and game and um, players. There's this guy's Sweatser or some shit. Like he's a pitcher. He's super nice right now. Do you know who I'm talking about? Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. Okay. This guy has a reputation of like, let's say seventh inning, the manager's coming out. As soon as the manager starts walking to me, he's like, get the fuck out, I'm not leaving, get the fuck out. And I sit in the manager goes out. <laughs> so in my mind, I'm like, hey, isn't that super disrespect disrespectful? But on the other side, in sports, sometimes insecurity can fuck with you so much and not believing that you could do it, that as a manager, when you see a pitcher that's like, no, bro, I fucking got this. You're like, no, no, this guy has the edge on him. So, I mean, I don't know if people listening to this are like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is baseball talk. A little baseball talk. Sometimes a little baseball talk is good. <laughs> well, it, it's funny now that you think about it. One one thing of uh, the viewers and the listeners need to know that sometimes I wear different hats. Mm -hmm. So today I'm wearing the, the Dodger blue because I'm wearing blue. 200 episode. I need it to look nice. But my hair is a mess. I have to go to work soon. So, you know, um, one thing you'll see is different hats. That's one of the things you were asking right. me for. That's one of the things I like a lot, buying hats. And right now my collection, I think it's a nice collection, but I think it needs to get better. Fuck. I, I, I'm going to ask you right about that. But just before, before that, I just wanted to say, it is not on the contract that you need to have different hats for every episode. Mm. But this is something that you said you were going to do anyways. Yeah. It's, it's part yeah. of your identity. Right, right. And I think a lot of our viewers, I mean, there's a lot of people that <laughs> listen to the podcast and that's straight. But to get a little incentive to watch the video, Chef Maurice is going to have exclusive and super cool hats for different <laughs> uh, sports in, in, in Americana that I think people are going to like. Um, what is the collection you have now? How many hats? Damn. I don't know. Like 40? 40 hats. Okay. 40 hats. I, right now, I'm mainly using the same ones a lot because... I like them, but I have 
all kinds of hats, like trucker hats. But most, all of my hats are sports related. Like my hats are not going to say, you know, uh, Italia or just because I visited there and I grabbed it at right. 7-Eleven. My, my hats are going to be like original, nice, right. like with a little sticker, which I think it's. It's not going to say like Disney World. Disney World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think like the fake hats, like, they look fake. They, they, when you say a fake hat, you mean like. The ones a, that like, you buy at 7-Eleven, for example. Okay, but, but, but are, that are trying to mimic like a real hat? Yeah, like let's say this LA hat. Um, I don't know. The A was no line in the middle. I don't know. Some they make it so it looks fake, but it but looks it's real. Legal. It's legal and it's not make, mimicking the real thing, and you don't have to pay royalties. Right. So yeah, well, that's I, super I, riffraff, right? Yeah. When I, I say I think, riffraff, does that translate to today's, or is there like a know. word that you think? could do better like dude you know like you're starting to say dude again mm. is there like a thing or do you think that that might be coming back like riffraff yo i gotta i gotta think about this one because riffraff is not in my vocabulary oh really it's not okay. in my it's not in my california vocabulary okay right this might be a miami thing <laughs> i think so i mean i know what it is i've mm -hmm. heard it before it's I've just heard not about my... it <laughs> i just, just never seen an actual riffraff <laughs> Yeah, it's so not my daily, but riff yeah. is like low class. Yeah, like us. Yeah, like Ish. us. I mean, we're oh. riff raff. I mean, we, you we have work been, our ways. Yeah, I mean, we've we we grown. Up. We've evolved. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so on the hat game, what is your process for choosing the hats you buy? Is it a thing that you have like a like a tradition of where you buy them or is it look i go online and i see the ones that i like and i buy them or do you like to go to a store and and wear them and fit them first what is the strategy that you use when you're attacking this type of, of situations well the the last i don't know the last 10 hats i bought maybe less i bought it at the stadium so like this dodger hat I bought it at Dodger Stadium when I went to a game in Los Angeles. Um, same with like my other hats, like the Oakland A's hat. I went to a game in Oakland and I, so I try to make it a, like, okay, I go watch a game. I watch, you know, I buy the little hat and I, I add to my collection. So lately I haven't traveled to a game, which I want to do this year, but let's see how that goes. Um, so I've been buying it online just straight from the, from the source, from okay. the team. I think it's, I think it's good to support the team financially because they definitely need them. Right. They're not a multi-billion, uh, no, I mean, and inflation company. is hitting them hard and the hats are being more expensive too. Yeah. I mean, and you look at, there's a lot of these players that need a little extra money. Yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. Shohei, so. Shohei needs a new contract soon. So. Well, apparently they're gonna give him like a lot more money, right? I think he's, he's gonna fucking be the, everybody up. He's insane. I think he's gonna be the best or the wealthiest player in major right. league soon. That's crazy. He that's does crazy. two things that nobody else can do, which is bat and pitch in the same game. So that's great. Um, and he's also cool as peeps. Dude, he's he seems like a great guy. I mean, I don't know he if seemed, at home he hits his wife, but. <laughs> he seems he he is such a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. Like such a respectful, such like a proper guy. 
Like he yeah. always, I saw him an interview after he won the classic. I think I don't know if I showed you, but maybe not. I, it was like he was being interviewed by Alex Rodriguez, Big Papi, uh, some other. I'm, I'm I'm missing some other player. And they asked him like, "Hey, when you were growing up, like who were the guys that you looked up to?" You know, and he's like, "Well, you know, you guys right here, you were my heroes and all this shit." And Big Papi's like, "Man, you answered the right, you know, the right way." <laughs> and, and you could see Shohei. It's just very, like, very welcome to say things like, no, you guys are the legends and all this shit. And, and, and very, like, he's, he doesn't have this thing where, like, yeah, that's it. That's Otani in the building, motherfucker, where, <laughs> where he could be like that. Yeah. Because he's yeah. killing it. And I think it makes you look so much better when you do it with class and you're not a show off. So big ups to Japan. Great land. You know. I thought you were going to do something. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. We don't do that uh, here. We don't forget Pearl Harbor, but we do forgive. <laughs> no, we forgive. What? We forget. No, no, you're right. You're right. We I mean, forgive, I, 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 use, I use a Canon camera. Everything everything Japanese is amazing. It is. Samsung Casio, is, Seiko oh, no, watches. Samsung is Korea. Samsung is Korea. Uh, yeah. Put some respect ra ramen, ramen, sushi. Those are fucking great. Samurais. Samurais. What else? Ninjas. Nin no, ninjas. Ninjas? Yeah. I, I think ninjas so. might be Chinese. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't, um, don't, don't disrespect. Going back to the hat game. So I tried to buy at the stadium. There was a period in time where I used to buy them whoever was in the World Series because during the World Series, they have a like a nice patch, like a patch on the side that says, you know, to 2023 World Series, so-and-so. So I like those. Um, I've been buying... NFL hats, like uh, football, American football. Mm -hmm. um, People get it. Else? A lot yeah. of our listeners are from America. <laughs> the United uh, States. A couple of soccer, if you call soccer? them soccer, soccer hats. You have like a, a Miami FC, right? Miami Football Club. Inter, Inter Miami, yes. Inter Miami. Yes. Miami mm -hmm. Heat. I, I think I always... So it, it's funny because I always say I'm from Miami, but I hate Miami. Mm -hmm. But I always rep Miami. Okay. So I have my like, a, a, a little hypocritical, but you're being honest. Yes, I'm being honest. You're being honest, like but, no, because I'm the same way. Like, I mean, I don't rap it as much as you, but like I'm cool with it. Like I, you know, I, I grew up there, but I'm a little hater too. But because like, because it it, it has it has <laughs> gotten riffraff. Yes, yes. And I'm sorry for people that are out there. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're riffraff then. If you, you know don't know what I'm talking about, you're the riffraff. You know what? Uh, what's my? Uh, how do you say this? Anyways, I, sometimes I spend my time Go watching. Go back to your fucking country, bro. <laughs> and by country, he means Miami. Um, sometimes I watch. I spend hours watching uh, only in Dade the Instagram account. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Dude, you have to see this shit because it will make you feel happier that you're where you are. And sometimes miss where you came from. Is it like the like the whole Florida man thing? Like it's always some crazy shit happening it's, in Miami. Yeah, anything crazy that happens in Miami somehow it makes it to this Instagram page. Yeah. And I don't think that would be a good amazing. idea for me. That would give me less reasons to go back. PTSD. Yeah, no, uh, but but I mean, I had a, a lot of fun growing up in Miami. But it is a wild place that uh, depending on where you are might not be uh, suitable for uh, raising kids that being said i mean if you got enough dough 
you can live in nice ass places where shit's gonna be amazing. I mean, like, like let, 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 let me not get shit confused. Florida has amazing places, but you gotta go to the fancy places. Shit, you got a little house in Marco Island. You're Damn. sipping mojitos and fucking 65 year old bitches all year long. I mean, I'm you know, if you're a single man, I mean, of course, I'm already taken. And Chef Maurice, you know, has a baby <laughs> mama tooken. living in his house. <laughs> in my house. This is my house. Okay, so on the hat game, I recently started getting in the hat game. A little bit inspired by you. Mm. Um, my, my first, like, really main hat that I bought, which I wear at times in the podcast, is the Florida Marlins original back in the day, all black with the logo in color, with the patch on the left-hand side for the 2003 championship which i remember us actually going to the games back in the yeah. day where people didn't even give a fuck and he was the a pro, pro player, player. Yeah. damn yeah do you need more damn. connection to that has it been proven <laughs> i think the hundred million dollars already worth it just by that yeah. connection like <laughs> and, and then the hat game coming through i mean this is gonna be an amazing new chapter for the broski doodles and i think people are really excited for it what is something that you can leave for people that are starting to get in the hat game, what are some of the factors they should be looking at when it comes maybe to price, when it comes to branding, when it comes to the style of it, the type of hat? What can you give to the youngins that they can take with them and use this knowledge to like really develop their, their hat buying skills? Well, it also it, it all depends on what you're looking for because I like the what the players are wearing. Because even though I, I'm not a player, a baseball player. I am a player. Anyways, I uh, so I like the originals. So what they wear, I kind of I don't like to have like, you know, the brown New York Yankees uh, hat and, or the red one that's very tacky and shitty. I don't like that shit. So you're gonna see me with like the originals baseball hat. I like that. Um, I think it needs to fit right. If it's too big, too small, you're going to hate it. You're not going to like that shit. And Would don't you sweat. say that if it doesn't fit, you must acquit? <laughs> pretty it's, much. Okay. Pretty much. So when and it comes to, is it, the, is it the case that you already have a size that you wear and that you already know? So now I know my, now I know my, my, my size, but before I'm like, yeah, this fits. And I wear it, and it's too tight or too loose, and it it's weird. It's Are shady. you thick? Wouldn't you want to know? In the head? Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean... Over your penis? <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to show you right now? So, so, <laughs> so do you get hats that are already fitted, that are not... Okay, that you cannot... Not, not snapbacks, no. I mean, I have those, and I like those, but... Uh, the baseball ones, I like the fitted ones, yes. Okay, because the one that I have is snapback, which I think that has to do with a little thing in the back that you can break open mm -hmm. and put different sizes. Okay. I mean, I also got it because I couldn't really wear it. It's one of those pieces that they don't really sell anymore. So I had to buy it from like a dealer in Germany. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in Germany? Yeah, it's wow. crazy. Yeah, the European Union is a special place. I'm happy to be part of it, but I do have my my reservations. Mm. Mm. There is part of me that still loves the capitalism 
of the United States. Sometimes when I look at the United States, I think about all of the axes. I want a bucket of chicken nuggets with 150 pieces of them. <laughs> and I'm going to put the honey mustard all over my genitals. No, but yeah, it is a, it is a crazy oh. place. Okay, so, sorry, I always I was interrupt. Could you please continue on the hat tip giving? Like, how is it that you could help the you? Like, what are the things they should consider? You know, you talked about the size. Does it fit? Maybe try it at at a place, physical place, maybe? Unless you already have, I mean, if you have the size, perfect. You can just buy it online and forget about it. I like to go, like I said, when I buy it at, this, at the stadiums, I go in, I, I try different ones. Sometimes, like this one is like the original, uh, the home, I don't know, whatever they use at home. And then some other teams have like a home and home uniform and away uniform i like the rare ones that are still originals so uh looking now some of my hats right here i'm just going to show you really quick this he one he didn't have this ready by the way guys no no i didn't i actually did not i was anyways ah, that's cool that's cool we got it. this one the mariners sometimes it's like all blue or teal i like the teal one put it in the in uh, the center okay seattle uh, mariners what else? I don't know. I have this hat, like the Mets, the New York Mets hat, and it's made out of recycling. Can we see it? Or Oh, you don't have it there? No, I have it here. No, because you're getting people excited and then you don't show it. Can you put it in the middle? Okay. In the middle, in the middle. New York Nets. Mets. And it's 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 not the same. Uh, is it more like plastic? Fabric. It is more plastic. I don't like it. But. Is this the one that the janitors wear? No, fuck you. Um. <laughs> It says engineer exclusively for MLB players. So fuck you. Also, that was the one that players wear. Yeah, apparently. Okay. But this one is made out of recycling materials. So okay, okay. It bad, looks plastic. I, did, I didn't but... hear that part. No, fuck you, bro. Okay, okay. no, no, no. New York Mets is cool. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's like fans that go crazy. Like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think hats are also in, a, in the same realm as sneaker hats. Mm. I think sneakerheads are bigger and they sell their stuff for way more money. But I do think there's a hat head, you know, okay, like so a, there's like a hat culture too. culture. Yes. I don't know. I'm not part of it, mm -hmm. but I think there is. Like, and, I, and are seen... you like kind of like you are it, but you're not part of the community. Right. Right. Okay. Right. I, I also collect other things like soccer jerseys. I have okay. A lot. So I, I don't know. I, I think it has to come with from the sports background that you I collect really love. cards, baseball cards when I was little, but not okay. anymore. Okay. No. Because apparently that's like a thing where like, you can make money. Yeah. I mean, maybe if I look through them, I can, but I, I, I don't know. I, I remember getting one box of cards. And I think like it. part of the, the cool thing about hats is that it's a wearable thing. So you can use it. It's not just something that you're going to keep away. And but, yeah, no, no, I was going to say there's a difference between, let's say, wearing hats and wearing jerseys. Once, as we like to say in the Spanish podcast, once Nietzsche, once Riff Raff and once not. So what, what, elaborate on that. If you're going to go to, I don't know, have dinner with your girl, you can wear a hat. But if you're wearing a jersey, a Cristiano Ronaldo jersey in the, and you're, you went to a restaurant, no. No, that's Nietzsche. That's okay, but it, so clarify this for me. The jerseys that you do have, 
are they just collectibles or there are times when you can wear them? I mean, I can wear them. I just don't fit in them anymore. Okay, but let's say you did fit them, <laughs> right? Let's say you fit. Yeah. Like, let, let's say they came. If you're going to go play soccer with your buddies, great. If you're going to go to the stadium and see a game, great. Use it. If you're going to go, I don't know, to the supermarket, I don't know. Okay, so not you're actually thing. very picky on where you can wear them. Like, it's yeah. not like you kind of have specific times when you can wear them, but they're not to be willy-nilly and going to the theater to watch a movie with my girlfriend. Yeah, that's not like a thing you should do. No. It's tacky, I mean, you say, or like... I, I do think it's a little tacky. Uh, maybe if you're going to go, like, walk in the park, maybe you can wear one, but no. Okay. I, that's why I... I I still collect the jerseys. I don't wear them. And I think it's a waste of money. Mm. Um, but I love it. I love having it. I love looking at them. Right now, they're in a in a suitcase because baby mama just needs the space. Right. But the suitcase is filled with jerseys. So, well, that's actually something like, that is valuable. Probably. Probably. I actually have a couple that are signed. So, you know. Okay. Great. Some someday I, I hope that I can like put them in the wall. I don't know how people feel about signed jerseys on the wall. Well, I think it's better than having them on a suitcase if you can wear them. Mm, yeah, true. Yeah. So I think if, if and if they're signed, they merit like you know putting them in a little square thingy, whatever, and <laughs> showcasing them. showcasing it to the people. All right, perfect. Well, uh, we're gonna have a lot more time in the future to talk about hats jerseys different collectibles i'm getting into watches now of course at my level so i'm buying casios but eventually i'll be buying seikos and who knows what you know swiss made you know uh i want to know what people think about the hat game are you into into sneakers into jerseys what's your game what's your thing what makes you tickle at night before you go to sleep let us know uh let us know with true honesty no holding back what do you think about the newest member did we make a good investment in in getting this talent or, or are we fucking up here are we fucking up do we need to send them to more english classes what is it that we should be doing um chef maurice well welcome to the gang welcome officially to the rusty doodles and well san fran is in the house keep it real Peace.